Okay. Uh, God, my eyeballs itch, Heather. <laughs> I the... don't want to know. Oh, it's allergies. Fucking... Okay, it's allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, don't you take a shower after? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> don't you have face? saline specifically for that? There is, actually. Yes, there is. Oh, my God. What are the product names for saline that is specifically for flushing out of your eyeball? Like, what? Does this product exist? I'm Googling. If it doesn't, we need to, we need to, we need to corner the market on dark, this right dark now. Dark Side Diva saline. <laughs> Perfect for cleaning out of your eyeballs. We could call it and go. We could call it. That's it. <laughs> That's um, it. See, this is why we're in business together. <laughs> hey, so Stephanie. I need to correct myself on something real quick. Oh, I I also have a correction, but go ahead. So I've been playing Horizon. Oh, is this a... Oh, wait, okay, hold on. Is this a Star Wars-related correction? It or are not, we talking about not. Horizon now? Before okay, we okay. jump into our favorite <laughs> sci-fi uh, soap opera, I'm going to jump into my favorite sci-fi video game right now. Get it, get it. I am always here for Horizon talk. Go yeah, on. Yeah, you know, so I've always imagined that the world that Aloy grows up in she has to deal with a lot of primitive people. But sure. I was, but I was wrong. Through no fault of their own, but yeah. No, through no fault of their own, but I was completely wrong. Oh. Because last night until like, I don't know, 2 a.m. my time, <laughs> mm-hmm. I interacted with more types of ethnic groups and people mm-hmm. uh, with different kinds of genders represented, asexual people, gay people, lesbian people, bisexual mm-hmm. people, etc. Mm-hmm. And not once... Does anybody hate each other for any of those things? They just hate each other because of a because of what tribe they were part of, as in what tribe they were born into, or what their philosophy is. But they do not lower themselves to the point where they judge each other on the basis of color, sexual orientation, gender, etc. Exactly. They um, they're at war because of actual shit that they've done to each other. That their tribes have actions they've committed in the past. And some and are like, really fucked up. It's real fucked up. The Red Raids are called the Red Raids for a reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. But yeah, no, there's there's all different, like, I don't know, it's, it's a fucking gorgeous rainbow of, of representation in this game. And like, you're right. Nobody hates each other for shit they can't control. For like shit, like, I don't know, your governor, <laughs> who's a piece of shit and should fucking, mm. Uh, yeah. No, it's it's real bad here. It's yeah. real fucking Texas, man. If we could afford to flee, we would. I but know. Like that's that's the thing. So many people are like, "Well, then just fucking move. If you don't like it here, just fucking move." Are you gonna pay for that? Right. Well, you got family. You have yeah. con- you have connections. I mean, yeah, yeah. Like my whole ass. But the second that it looks like state policy is a threat to my children, I don't give a fuck about what my extended family wants. We're out of here. Yeah. I mean, we'll just we'll just pack up and and see where we fucking land. I don't know, but shit, man. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I probably cut yeah. that whole thing out because yeah. we don't need to rant about the governor. This show is a safe place. <laughs> so, hey, uh, shall we intro a show today? Oh shit! 
We're doing Dark Side Divas, right? We're doing, yes, Star, <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars today. Star Wars. Uh, I took so, why did I take so many fucking notes for this fucking, these episodes? It makes no I sense. I don't know. <laughs> My notes are real sparse. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, oh, look. So cute. Here's the voice actors. Dooby dooby doo. Fucking Yoda. <laughs> That's what's going on in my notes. Okay, no, I was just looking for my quote. I need to bold my quote option <laughs> okay. from now on. Okay. You, you go right. ahead and bold your quote, baby. I'm going to introduce it. I show. did it. <clears throat> hey, everybody. Welcome back to Dark Side Divas, the podcast where a woman and a gay man express their opinions about Star Wars. My name is Stephanie. I'm the woman half of the show. Hi. Do not have a fuck. I thought I was going to I thought I was going to do God it. I've damn been, it. I've been pulling it off lately, but it just didn't it wasn't going to happen. Well, actually, you didn't do it either last episode. Just thought I should point out your flaws real quick. <laughs> hey, who the fuck are you? Hi, I'm Chris. I'm that gay man, and I don't have a clever way to describe my sexuality this time. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you do not. <laughs> and Stephanie which mm. which one will you choose? One with a simple grip or a curvy one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried really hard to check the dirty at the door uh, because because of the content of these episodes, but that broke me. Yeah, David David <laughs> Tennant can um, tell uh, ask me what shape I want <clears throat> all day long. All day long. Please. All day long. All okay, day okay, long. okay, okay, okay. So. Um, before we get into the episodes today, I do have a correction from oh. the uh, the Divas Department of Correction. Wait, where did we get a fucking department? I just I just named it. I just named uh, it. <laughs> so, from the Divas Department of Corrections, last episode, I believe, um, I was talking about they were doing the rebels on Onderon thing and how Ahsoka stuck out like a sore thumb with her hood over her montrals. Yeah. Um, and I had said that there were she's the only Togruta on Onderon, so of course she stands out. But shout out to at Moonjuice Lamp on Twitter. Moonjuice Lamp. Hold on, my dog is in the room today, not my cat, and he's decided to rearrange the furniture. Hang on. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, Buddy. Apparently, uh, listeners, Stephanie lives in a fucking zoo. I'm letting the dog out of here. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> I, Come I, on, buddy. We're going to predict next episode. What what animal will show up in Stephanie's room next episode, y'all? Hmm? Will it be a possum? A giraffe, perhaps? God damn it. <laughs> An anteater? What? Nothing. What are you saying? Nothing. I just you'll, got back. What are, what no, are you saying? You'll hear when you edit the show, I'm sure. Yay. <laughs> I do love coming back to the edit and finding what weird little nuggets you have pooped behind on the waveform for me. <laughs> Am I like your hamster now? Is that what's going on? <laughs> oh, that's another one. Uh, hamster. That could be another one. Anyway. Another one what? Uh, you'll find out. Oh, fuck's sake. Okay. So anyway, uh, I was trying to say thank you to at Lamp on Twitter uh, for pointing out and providing screenshots to show that there are, in fact, two other Togruta on Onderon during these episodes. Oh. Uh, one, we only see the Montrals, but based on the jaggedy shape of the Montrals, it's a, it's a dude. That's a dude, Togruta. Um, but the other one, uh, we get a pretty cl- clear look at her while she is watching Stila's hologram speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's a very pretty lady Togruta with a super detailed costume. Like, it's impressive how detailed they went on this background character with no lines. 
She's got like purple markings on her mantras in Leku. It's really cool. Anyway, so yes, there were at least two other Togruta on Onderon during the whole Rebels thing. So maybe Ahsoka didn't stand out as much as I thought. The hood was still stupid. The hood was still stupid. <laughs> That's awesome. I love being. I love being corrected. Hey, we also have. Um, we also yeah. have. We also have two reviews. Two reviews. Yeah. Okay. Go on ready? bad self. This okay. is my favorite. My favorite Am part to make Stephanie uncomfortable. <laughs> Am I ready? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. uh, purple heart. The bad kids. It's a purple heart emoji. Get it. Get it. Okay. Anyway. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, this pot, uh, the funniest and thirstiest ever is the title. The, this podcast is one of my absolute faves. I discovered it through TikTok and then just binged through it so fast. It's hilarious and informative and so thirsty. And it's the best yeah. thing ever. Even as someone who is 100% asexual and has zero desire for sexy times personally, I also <laughs> have it real bad for Rex, a man made entirely <laughs> out of pixels. So I relate big time. Love the show so much. You know what? There's nothing wrong with just wanting to cuddle Rex. Well, and here's the thing, though, that that's that's definitely an aspect of asexuality, which yeah. is where where like actual physical contact with someone. I, I I'm not speaking as an asexual person myself, uh, but I have I know personally some asexual people. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've talked about this, how the idea of actual physical sexy times contact with someone is a no thank you. Right. Uh, but fictional characters because they're not real because they're made of pixels because they exist only between the pages of a book yeah we can we it's it's totally cool to have it real bad for for the fictional characters it's 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 totally possible and not at all at odds with asexuality absolutely yeah no absolutely i love i'm loving i'm loving the uh how the dynamic uh, community we have. I love it. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. Last, last, uh, last review. Freezy Popsicle. Ooh. <laughs> uh, great podcast. I had seen y'all on TikTok and thought it was great. I don't normally listen to podcasts at all, but this has Ooh. been the only thing I listen to at work or at home since I found it. I'm now caught up and don't have anything to listen to. Sad face. <laughs> I have been burned out by toxic Star Wars fans, but you reminded me, what I love about the series. I downloaded Apple Podcasts just to leave a good review because you deserve it. Oh, thank you, hear, you. Thank you so much. And you hear that, Apple? That's two customers. That's we two. You. Hey, uh, Freezy, Freezy Pop, whatever your name is. Um, if you are done with Dark Side Divas and you're looking <laughs> for more entertainment from us, uh, have I got good news for you? <laughs> we have a whole other podcast. Yep. <laughs> so if you're into the Marvel movies at all, go check out Marvelous Divas, where we're basically doing the same thing that we do here, but for Marvel. So, And it's awesome. Um, I feel like the Marvelous Divas is a smarter show. Um, I feel like I feel like we 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 don't let the freak flag fly quite as hard on that show, but we can change that. And I, I know well, I mean, we'll talk the, about that because we're talking about. I mean, on that show, we're talking about Peggy Carter and Agent right. Carter show, and like. There's a lot more serious shit that comes up in that one. So. Right, like it's World War Two, and like right. there's only so many dick jokes. <laughs> there's only so <laughs> that many we dick can jokes make in the midst, uh, we, in the midst and of we that fit discussion. them all in. <laughs> 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 yeah, we do. <laughs> and that's probably going to be the last inappropriate sex joke I'm going to make for this episode because Steph, yeah. what are we going to talk about? 
Lord. Okay. Um, so to if you if you are following along with this podcast, you know that what we are doing is we are watching through the entire Star Wars visual story in chronological order, which means that today we find ourselves in season five of Clone Wars. Specifically, we will be talking about season five, episode six, The Gathering, and season five, episode seven. Oh, I gotta scroll to the name. A test of strength. A, a test of strength. Thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, these two particular episodes, we are taking a break from the seriousness of the whole Clone War thing, and we're just talking about adorable child Jedi. So, and uh, this these episodes could not have come at a better time, <laughs> right? Uh, so yeah, um, uh, we are conscientious adults, <laughs> and so we're not going to be making a lot of dick jokes about these children and their journey. Sorry. Uh, but we are going to be making fun of a bunch of dickheads because we'll be talking about the Jedi Order. The fucking Jedi <laughs> Order. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, so are we ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right. So season five, episode six, The Gathering. The Jedi fortune cookie at the top of the episode is, he who faces himself finds himself. Who? What? Which I found to be an unnecessarily gendered statement, but okay. I agree. Go on. As the Clone Wars scorches its destructive path across the galaxy, it is the Jedi who bring order to the chaos. That's some bullshit. Oh, do they? Though, oh, as, do the they? War... <laughs> Though as the war progresses, the number of Jedi have declined, and new younglings are harder to find. When a youngling <laughs> is located, they are brought to the Jedi Temple and learn quickly that their true family is now the Jedi Order. The trials are hard. Tests must be passed. But none is as important as the gathering. It is then... That a Jedi's path will truly begin. Dun, dun, dun. Ba, 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 uh, okay. Can, can we talk about the load of bullshit that intro is right now? Can we? Yeah, let's. Because, wow. <laughs> so the war is scorching a destructive path across the galaxy. The Jedi think they're bringing order to it. And yet they wonder why they can't find younglings. Yeah. Um, so in actuality, Jedi kidnap children or take children from their families because they tell them... Hey, your child is force sensitive and it's kind of dangerous just to let your child uh, be force sensitive out in the wild. So we're going to go ahead and take them. Well, here's the thing. Okay, a little a little nuance on the Jedi stealing children thing. Sure. Um is they they really are the best option for force sensitive children. Uh because the the other option are is uh the kid just kind of somehow manages to evade notice by dark side influences mm-hmm. and either their powers fade or they just kind of stay a low level untrained force sensitive person or the jedi order scoops them up and it gives them an education a place to live and a purpose in life like that was the point of the jedi order prior to give us your baby so we can make them a child soldier which is where they're at right now right right and that's where i'm at right now <laughs> yeah right like it's a really tough sell right now and so i can't help but think that the reason they're having trouble finding younglings is because parents are like, you know what? You guys are not the best option. Maybe we don't, maybe, maybe we don't do this. So the Jedi are never taking children by force. Uh Like that's, they're not, they're not forcibly separating children from their families. They maybe, and, and I, I like to think that ethically they're not using like Jedi mind tricks or whatever to coerce families into giving up their children. I would like to think that too, but in a world now where I have to deal with the fact that a Pong Krell exists, you know, I have to, 
I have to be worried about the fact that there could be bad actors out there in the Jedi yeah. Order recruiting kids, you know? We would have to assume that that Masters, or hope, that Masters like Pongrel would not be responsible for finding babies. That that's a Plo Koon job. Mm-hmm. And we do see, and it's the cutest fucking thing. During this intro, we do see the scene where Plo Koon first meets little baby Ahsoka. I know. It's so adorbs. It's adorable. I just, oh my god. And like, how dare they? How dare they mas- They manipulate me <laughs> with that image Yeah, into, the, into accepting this notion. Yeah, so the beginning, the, the sequence during the narration, they had a bunch of old footage and new footage. But I love how they like feature specifically all of the likable Jedi Masters. Yeah, Tara Sanube <laughs> yeah. is in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's I I firmly believe that the younglings are only exposed to likable Jedi Masters for a long time, like the the daycare workers of the Jedi Order. You know, like, <laughs> but but yeah, this is the this whole intro is problematic in that regard not not the jedi to me for me it's not in the jedi kidnap children regard but in the you guys you're just making child soldiers at this point like nobody wants to give you their babies right now yeah you are, you, you are not the shining beacon of civilization and education that you once were so <sighs> fucking clone wars yeah it's super problematic and deeply corrupting yeah, and, you know, I'm going to be making this point throughout this show in uh, sometimes sad, sometimes hilarious ways. We are, <laughs> um, um, when I was doing research for these episodes, there were a lot of things pointing to me, pointing out the fact that we are one year away from Order 66. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we're going to meet a pack of adorable younglings and... Until we hear otherwise, we have to assume none of them actually survive the Clone War. Correct. So, yeah, <laughs> Let's get emotionally attached. <laughs> let's, let's like these kids. <laughs> Fuck. It's so rough. But, okay, yeah. so during, during the whole intro thing, uh, we do see a group of, of younglings uh, doing their martial arts Jedi forms while Terra Sanube watches. And that is the group that we see scurrying up to a ship uh, with backpacks on because they're going to go meet Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. The ship is called the Crucible, by the way. Is it the Crucible here? It's a, according to the notes on Wikipedia, it is. But then I click on it, and it doesn't get referenced in, in the episode. So yeah, and I don't, I don't remember it looking like it. Like I feel like they they rendezvous with the Crucible in the second episode. Yeah, I agree. I think they just have. Um, it's just a just, shuttle. It's just, it's just a well. No, it's it's a like it's a cock and wall ship. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, it's maybe not exactly the cock and ball ship. Look, at, it's this, close. at this point, a good, a, 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 a Jedi ship has to look like some kind of weird sex toy. <laughs> that's just, that's just... I think, do you think, do you think it could possibly be not that the ships look like sex toys, but that we are inclined to see sex toys everywhere we look? Nah. No, nah, that couldn't be it. No, nah, nah, that's not we're it. Not, that's, we're not perverted nah. at all. We're, nah, we're totally not fine. We're totally fine. No, it's fine. cool. No, yeah. we're normal. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, they are meeting Ahsoka <laughs> at the boarding ramp uh, to get the to take them onto the ship, and so we get a quick introduction to all of these kids. And I'm just I would like to run down the kids and their voice actors real quick. Okay. Now here we are, two seconds into the the Clone Wars episode, but uh, she so she's like, hey, each of you. 
and she names them off. And she says, like, we're going to be taking you on the most important, super secret, amazing, sacred Jedi thing. Uh, you're going on the gathering. And they're like, what's the gathering? The time has come for you to build your own lightsabers. And you're yes. like, that's so wizard. <laughs> and they're so excited. One of them even says, that's so wizard, which I thought was cool. Yeah, I know, um, right? So these kids, okay, Whew, here we go. Um, we have one, two, three, four, five, six children. Okay. <laughs> so we have uh, Katuni, which, okay, for the longest time in this episode, I thought her name was Katudi. <laughs> but that's just because like the voice Judy? actor the voice actor is, is playing her like she's got a dubbed up nose. Yeah. <laughs> so when she says Katudi, it sounds like. Katoody. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, Katuni is a female Felothian, uh, mm-hmm. youngling. Uh, she is voiced by Olivia Hack. Olivia Hack is a voice actor, and this is the thing is, this is a whole new staple of voice actors because these are voice actors who specialize in child voices. Right. And so here we go. Uh, Olivia Hack has done multiple versions of the Care Bears. Aww. Uh, she has been Sweet Dreams Bear, Hugs Bear, Best Friend Bear, and Lots of Heart. <laughs> in avatar the last airbender she's ty lee (gasps) the little sociopathic gymnast girl yeah yeah Yeah. love her (laughs) and in a little show you may have heard of uh called gilmore girls Mm -hmm. she's a character named tara shrick i don't know who that is i don't know one second (gasps) Well, that just means she was. Chris doesn't know. Hey, he doesn't know the Gilmore Girls. As soon as I see her fucking face. All right, get it. Oh, that crazy bitch. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, Tana, is that her character name? That's what what confused me. Okay, well, according to IMDb, it's Tara. But all right, It's actually Tana, and she says some of the funniest shit as her character ever. So, anyway, but you'll never know because you're a hater. Uh, yes, it's true. Okay, uh, so that's Katuni, the Thalothian girl. Uh, the next one we have is Petro. Petro is a male human Ugh. obnoxiousness. Um, he is voiced by an actor named Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher has been in various video games, lots of Call of Duty. Um, he was Lenny the Toy Fire Truck on Doc McStuffins. <laughs> It's your favorite show. It's your other favorite show, right? A show I've never you, seen, but I fucking love the name so much. Do you remember, do you remember Lenny? <laughs> <laughs> and here's another thing. Jeff Fisher, the voice actor, voices a character on American Dad named Jeff Fisher. What? And he has voiced that character on American Dad for 137 episodes. What? Jeff Fisher? I'm, yeah. Now I'm looking him up, too. Look what you've made me turn me into. F I S C H E R. Oh. Oh, that dude. He looks like yeah. him too. That is funny. Yes. I never knew I that. I think it's just fucking him. I <laughs> playing himself. That's funny. That makes yeah. it Yeah, that's funny. I haven't watched American Dad in a long time, but there you go. Okay, so moving right along. Um we have Zat. Zat is a male Nautilin. Mm-hmm. Youngling, and he is voiced by uh, a voice actor named Greg Sipes. I think that's how you pronounce his name. We're going to go with Sipes. I'm so sorry if I'm wrong. Um, Greg Sipes is a nerd triple threat in voice acting. He's got the trifecta. He's got the hat trick. Okay. Okay. Uh, he is Iron Fist in multiple Marvel cartoons. Okay. He's this 
freaking little Nautilin Jedi youngling in mm-hmm. Star Wars, okay? And in every, every, I mean every animated DC show that involves the Teen Titans, he is Beast Boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, so no, that's... Yeah, that's hitting all the fucking boxes. That's Marvel, Star Wars, and DC. Yeah. Like, <laughs> good job, sir. <laughs> well done. If he, can get a, if he can get a spot on Star Trek, he's in, you know? Yeah, uh, he's... Oh, man, that's just gravy at this point. He's got everything else. Um, next, we have Ganodi, that is a female Rodian, Jedi youngling, uh, voiced by Georgie Kidder. Uh, <laughs> Georgie Kidder is the voice of Karopi in Hello Kitty and Friends Super Cute Adventures. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, various characters in Baby Shark's Big Show. What? Uh, uh, well, what? Okay. I, yeah, go with it. Uh, and various characters in The Sims 3. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine trying to voice for The Sims? Where it's just wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, 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 wah. Sailboat? No sailboat. <laughs> <laughs> airplane. No sailboat. Airplane. <laughs> Robber. Robber. <laughs> Oh, good times were had by that video game. I'm, I'm glad God, it's still around. I love around. The Sims. Look, the only the only valid way to play The Sims, okay, is with a money hack. You have to have immeasurable, bottomless, incalculable wealth in order to create the perfect environment for your person to be happy. And honestly, I think that sells a lot. It says a lot, a lot. But remember when we played it, and we had that even even with that hack turned on, we were we were like, and we were like, you know, in our early twenties at this point, right? We were like, God, my Sims are always so tired. It's like there's not enough time in the day to do that. I wonder why they're like that. And now here we are in our 40s and we're like, fuck, I'm tired. There's no time in the day ever. Uh, and and I would create this perfect, this amazing mansion and this perfect environment for my Sim to be like swanning around in a fucking kimono if she felt like it. It was a little culturally appropriate but whatever. She's, she's a fucking eccentric rich bitch living in this giant mansion with all of her men's and good for her. But I would always get to a point where I'm like, everybody's gonna die. (laughs) 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 Your perfect life? Okay, murder mystery. (laughs) But it's not a mystery. It's just the hand of God, a.k.a. me. You know? Hot Topic Stephanie showed up to play. (laughs) (laughs) She never left. Hot Topic Stephanie's always here. Always. I want to destroy something beautiful today. Okay. (laughs) You did not just go fight club on me. I did. I did. (laughs) That is such a red flag movie. Anytime I've ever been on a date with a guy and he's like, man, I fucking love fight club. I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, check, please. We gotta go. I'm yeah. gonna pay for. I'm gonna pay for my drinks, and I'm out. <laughs> I agree. That's definitely like. It, I love Fight Club, but uh-huh. yeah, if another guy is like obsessed with Fight Club, mm-mm. yeah, mm-mm. Mm-mm. nope, nope, mm-mm. nope. I mean, and I speak this as someone who had a giant Fight Club poster on my walls mm-hmm. back in the day. Um, but that's because it was Tyler Durden's face, and I wanted to sit on it. So. <laughs> Look, we managed to get dirty jokes in, but it's not about the kids. Getting nope. back to the kids. Okay. <clears throat> we also have Biff. He is a male Yay. Ithorian. He's my favorite. He's my favorite, well, too. Him, him and Gungi, but I'll get to him. Yeah. Um, Biff is voiced by... Guess. Guess who's voicing Biff? <sighs> Corey Burton? Nope. It's the other one. 
Oh, damn it. D. Bradley Baker. He is the voice of Biff, the Athorian Jedi youngling. Uh, We do have one more uh, youngling. His name is Gungi. He is a Wookiee. And there is no voice actor listed for him, I believe, because they are just recycling old Wookiee noises from previous Star Wars. Aw. Okay. But they do it so well. But I love Gungi. And he's so cute. Yeah. I kind of adore him. He's going to die. Okay. Bye-bye. So, <laughs> <Bye-bye. laughs> so uh, yeah, Ahsoka is taking these kids on um, on a trip on their favorite rocket ship to Ilium. the gathering. Yeah. So uh, what's going on? Where, where do they, where, what's going on? Yeah, so they fly to Ilium, which is a planet that we are, you know, very familiar with for... Would you like to know about Ilum? Isn't it Ilium? Uh, no, it's just Ilum. God damn it. I hate my... Okay. Yeah. I love you. Tell me about uh, it. So anyway, <laughs> Ilum. Uh, yeah, we've seen this planet before. We'll see this planet again. We'll see this planet collapse in on itself. Uh, but that's not till later. For now, uh, Ilum, this is the same planet that we saw in the Tartakovsky Clone Wars, uh, where Luminara and Barris are hanging out in a cave full of crystals. Right. This is the planet, the entire core of which is made out of kyber crystals, apparently. Yep. Uh, it is a snow-covered planet in the 7G sector of the Unknown Regions. Uh, it's way the fuck out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And that's how they like it. Uh, the Jedi have been have been having this gathering, this rite of passage, all of this shit on Ilum since forever. This is where their kyber crystals for the lightsabers come from. Yeah. So, well, most so of there them. you go. Um, by the way, uh, the kids are going to be going uh, and kyber crystals. When, when, what I'm trying to say is, when do you want to talk about kyber crystals? Uh, I mean, let's do it right now. Okay, so what the fuck are kyber crystals, Chris? Yeah, so uh, side note, why the kids didn't just go to Batu and buy one, I don't know, but whatever. Anyway, uh, kyber, <laughs> like me. Um, yeah. yeah, like, how hard can this be? All you have to do is go to fucking Disney. Yeah. Get a fucking well, kyber crystal. Compared many to the crystals? shit they had to do, I mean, they already have right? a ship. Fuck it. Well, uh, part of it is because they're Jedi and you're not, but. Oh, um, damn. Yeah, no, we went there. Uh, how many kyber crystals do you own currently? Uh, one, two, three, four, and then, um, including the ones in my lightsabers, eight. Nice. Nice. <laughs> you are unfathomably wealthy in the Star Wars universe right now. <laughs> I, if only, I know. I'm like, Hondo, right. you can come over here, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just sit on my lap and I mean, let's talk I about mean, a business deal for these crystals. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, so let's talk about kyber crystals. Kyber crystals yeah. are basically uh, naturally occurring uh, force crystals that can uh, grow uh, all over the galaxy, usually in places mm-hmm. where the force is very influential and powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Ilum is not the only uh, planet, by the way. There are many others. Uh, we know oh, okay. about Jeddah, right? From Rogue One. They have a lot they of They kyber- had, there was kyber crystals. Excuse me. There were kyber crystals there, but. Were they like? Well, were so, they mined there? So this is where kyber crystal. The history of kyber crystals gets confusing because some of this is legend, some of this is canon. But there are other planets that grow kyber crystals, and they do have distinct properties if you use them for lightsabers. For example, huh. there's a type of kyber crystal that grows on Christophysis. <laughs> <laughs> that whole planet is covered in crystals. But okay, exactly. Yeah. Um, if you if you use a Christophysis crystal, um, <laughs> the lightsaber will have extra kinetic power. Oh, 
in addition to when a, a Jedi awakens the kyber crystal and they imbue it with their force power, that's where the color comes in of the kyber crystal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, usually most most of the kyber crystals will turn blue or green. Um, uh, others will turn purple. And then, of course, if you make the kyber crystal suffer and bleed, because it does have, oh. like, magical properties where there's some evidence of some level of sentience with the, cre- oh, with the crystal, that turns it red. Oh, yeah. so wait, so Sith take a possibly somewhat a little bit sentient rock and torture it, and that's how they get their red blades? Correct, That's that. they make it bleed. Oh. Yeah, isn't that nice? Isn't that wonderful? <laughs> that's so fucking metal, though. Yeah. Like, I'm into it. I'm here for it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. My, uh, you know, one of the few Star Wars comics I read was Vader stealing a, uh, taking a lightsaber from another Jedi and making it bleed. And that was hot. It was fucking hot. <laughs> and then he just walks into Palpatine's office with another uh, bureaucrat sitting right there, and Vader's all fucked up from the adventure. And he mm-hmm. just like busts out his red lightsaber, and Palpatine's like, "Good." <laughs> it was hot. It was hot. It was hot. Anyway, so yeah, so that's a brief uh, brief introduction on Kyber crystals. Obviously, the best place to go for Kyber crystals is Batu, because you can just go to a gift shop and buy them. Um, uh, green, green, and blue are the most common by far. Uh, mm-hmm. Purple or uh, purple and yellow are after that. The rarest, of course, are is black and white. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Do you own a black or a white hyper crystal? No. I, um, when I bought your when I wow. when I well when I bought your first Lothcat. I oh, bought no. <laughs> I bought a wayfinder and when I when I opened the wayfinder I had a beautiful black kyber crystal inside. Mm-hmm. It was glorious. And then I left that shit at Oga's. Oh baby. And Somebody so, out there is really happy with their free loth cat and glorious black kyber crystal. Yeah. Was, yeah. That, and now you know why I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh that's quite the loss. Okay, so <laughs> Anything else on kyber crystals? That's it. Awesome. I fucking love kyber crystals. They're so cool. Um, so, oh, special note, R2 is there. He's on the ship with them. Yep. There you go. Uh, R2's, so they, of course R2's there. Yeah. Because it, it, he's everywhere like where he needs out, to be. Yeah. Nobody else is on this ship right now. It is Ahsoka, R2, and six children. Well, because R2 can fly the whole fucking thing himself. Yes. And Ahsoka is considered enough adult supervision uh, so these kids are like 10, okay? Right. Like 10 or 11 at tops. Uh, Ahsoka at this point is 15, 16, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. I mean, there's there's a world of difference between a 10-year-old and a 16-year-old. I get it. But really, we didn't have any adults to send. Okay, you know what? You know what? This is a kid's show. It's a kid's show. And we just put these poor children uh, who are watching this show through four fucking episodes of commentary on the war in afghanistan right so yeah kids hanging out with kids going on adventures with kids <laughs> that's what's happening well in fairness ahsoka is also like you know aged 40 years because she's it's been, she's been hanging out with anakin <laughs> and obi-wan so lord okay and there is an adult there so they get to ilum um and what? ahsoka's puffball parka is back <laughs> i'm so excited to see it um and the kids, she gets the kids, organizes them all into a group force check to get through the doors of a temple. I have my notes. Ahsoka probably did all the work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to join in. Yep. 
but no, we will actually see this again uh, in Rebels, where it does take more than one Jedi at a time yeah, to open yeah, the doors absolutely. to a temple. Um, and who awaits them in this temple? Uh, Yoda. Yeah, it's Yoda, isn't that nice? Yeah, so at some point in this episode, they talk about the cycles of when the sun rises and sets on this planet. Uh-huh. And apparently the sun rises once every 13 days. 19. I saw 19 or, 19? Days. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so Yoda was in here for 19 days waiting for them to fucking come inside? He might have showed up at night. I mean, I wouldn't put it past him to be like, fuck, I'll just break in. It'll refreeze. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay, fair. Real quick note about the temple. Uh, did you notice the decor in this temple? I did. I have in my notes, gosh, that looks like the Mortis symbols and the Wolverine world symbols. It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. The symbols of Mortis, the symbol of the sun, which is the symbol for the dark side, the symbol of the daughter, which is the symbol for the light side, and the symbol of the father, which is balance. Those symbols are in the floor I of love this that. temple. I love and that. The, the scroll work that was like the trim in the father's entry hall where Anakin threatened him with a lightsaber, not quite realizing who he was dealing with, that wow. those symbols uh, form the lentils on the um, the doorway that they go through. That's awesome. To get into the caves. So yeah, this is all Mortis all the time in here. The the ancient Jedi who built this temple knew what the fuck was up. I love... I, yeah, that's so cool. Now, also, the... The younglings, real quick, the younglings are wearing cold weather gear as well. They have parkas, except for Gungi, because fur. Um, <laughs> He's a Wookiee, yeah. But the ones that are wearing uh, jackets, they have, this is this episode is the debut of the youngling symbol, the Jedi youngling symbol. And it's on a patch on their shoulders. Aw, I didn't, I didn't catch it, that. Yeah, it's so cute. It's like a little wing with a little star. That's so adorable. Yeah. And so this is the first time we ever see that. I'm going to be keeping an eye out for it if we ever see it again. Cool. So, well, it's really uh, cute. do we see it um, when Anakin walks into the Unleans room? And... <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a terrible joke. But it's That's it... going to keep happening, though. So unless you want to spend this whole episode apologizing, just let that go. Yeah, we're just going to lean uh, into it. We should have we should have did a trigger warning at the top of the show. <laughs> we're going to laugh at, at Order 66 stuff, y'all. Okay, sorry. okay, but also, can we talk about uh, Season 5 animation here? Oh, my um, God. Because all the ice shit looks amazing. All the crystal shit looks amazing. But they have six new character models that will be used in these episodes and probably not again. Right. For these kids. And they look so good. They're so cute. Yeah, I I, for shits and giggles, I rewatched the season one episode. And holy (laughs) shit, it feels like it's a different show. It's It's a a different show. yeah. Yeah. They couldn't have pulled this off. No. With the with these little kids, not without being super creepy. And like even if you compare these kids to like Cut Quain's kids from is that season two, I think? Yeah, uh, season two. I yeah, think. like like Cut's kids are cute, but they've really come a long way with like maintaining proportions and and not making them too overly twee with the animation. Like they're cute, but they're also expressive and believable in in their age. Yeah. Like, I love these kids. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so Yoda is there. Yeah. And he gives the kids a little pep talk. The Force, made physical, a Jedi is. Comes great responsibility with that. Yes? Yes, it does. Yoda. Yoda. Fucking Yoda. And then he lights a lightsaber right in front of their fucking faces and waves <laughs> it around. I'm like, holy uh-huh. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's so- like... 
That's like the ultimate Jedi thing. Uh, everything, we, we must be responsible and sacred. And fucking lightsaber, woo! <laughs> Look at my laser sword! Whoosh, a whoosh. <laughs> fucking, why are you doing this? Okay. Um, so anyway, what's Yoda, what, what, Yoda gives them their mission. What's up? Yeah, what's so the basically they have to go through the cave. Uh, well, mm-hmm. first of all, uh, yeah, they have to, um, Yoda uses this insane contraption. Which is yeah. basically a, a beautiful looking apparatus, which by the way, it does, um, it looks like a lot of the crystal symbols and stuff from the world, world between worlds. Mm-hmm. And um, he moves it around so that the sunlight coming from the some hole in the ceiling can bounce between the kyber crystals and shine onto the, uh, the cave entrance. Right, which is w- ice. Which is iced over right now and it mm-hmm. melts away. Um, you know, Steph, kyber crystals mm-hmm. are really good at conducting energy. Uh huh. You know, like uh-huh. not just for like lightsabers, but like you know, destroying planets. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's gonna be a thing. That'll come up later. Yeah, yeah. Boy. I kind of decide if I wanted to get into like the Death Star and Star Killer base shit right now. No, nah, no. Nah. But we'll let's wait. get into that when it comes up. Um, so here's the thing. Uh, these kids all need to go into the cave, find a crystal, but they need to find it before the cave, uh, door, which is already starting to refreeze as the sun moves before the cave door freezes itself completely closed again. Um, if they are still inside when the door closes again, they will be inside for a whole rotation. And the kids are like, especially Petra, they're like, I can handle that. It's just for a day. And Ahsoka's like, so the rotation's 19 days. Yeah. So, you know, so maybe don't fucking drag your feet while you're in there, kids. Haha. <laughs> okay. And uh, Ahsoka says something like, There will be nothing anyone can do for you. Or like, she's very insistent that they're on their own. It's very dramatic. Like, yeah. this is definite. This is very much like, it feels like a LARP. Like a Jedi LARP. Like, <laughs> here is your dramatically delivered mission and your your quest that you must go on. Go forth now, noble heroes, and find your fucking crystals in this cave. But beware! The entrance may freeze over again. Like, that's... I feel like that's what's going on here. To me, to me it feels more like a hazing ritual. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you might die. I don't know. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> um... So anyway, uh, look, the adventures within the cave are really cute, really cool, and have good lessons. And like, this is definitely, this episode is definitely for kids. Yeah. I mean, y'all, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of dialogue. Each one of the kids represents like some sort of a a failing between like what commonly Jedi have to try to overcome, Mm -hmm. which I loved, by the way. Yeah. And like the force within this cave clearly tailors the experience of finding the crystals specifically to address the weakness in each of these kids. Right. Um, like, um, <clears throat> okay, my poor notes are so, because I didn't know the kids' names very clearly going into this. So, like, Baby Kit Fisto is one of them. <laughs> Baby Greedo. Uh, asshole Child, that's Petro. Yeah, that's uh, Asshole. <laughs> Thelothian Kid. Baby Adigalia. Yeah, I was not doing well with identifying the children. I figured it out later. But anyway, um, so we've got uh, the Thelothian girl uh, is... Uh, she lacks the confidence. She doesn't have confidence in herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so her crystal, when she finds it, is like way at the top of an ice cliff. So she has to scale this fucking cliff to be able to get to it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, who's the other one? Uh, let's see. Oh, Biff. 
blessed, adorable Biff. I love him so much. I, I want, identify really hard with Biff. <laughs> I want to be best friends with Biff. Biff is adorable. He's so scared. He's, like, really worried that there's going to be monsters in this cave and stuff. His test is about courage. So, like, the part of the cave where his crystal is looks like a monster. Yep. Like, it's all... And making monster cave noises and stuff. Yep. Um, Gungi was impatient. He right. Had, he had to wait. Uh, he had to wait. Uh, his kyber crystal was at the other side of a frozen lake, except mm-hmm. it was uh, thawed because the sunlight had come out. Um, but he was, you know, he was told when the sun slowly goes away, it'll refreeze and you can go across and grab it. And so right. he had to sit there and be very patient while the kyber crystal was fucking screaming at him. <laughs> it was. It was this really high pitched uh, screaming noise. <laughs> All the other kids, they could see their crystal Yeah. when nobody else could. If it was their crystal, they could see it. The other youngling with them couldn't see it. Uh, Gungi couldn't see it, but he could hear it. And that was definitely a callback to Chewie being tortured on Cloud City. I know. I have that in my notes. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> so, uh, yeah, torture. That's great. Yeah. Uh, Pe- uh, Pedro uh, is a selfish asshole. It's true. Yeah, it's true. But he learns uh, to be selfless because he saves... Uh, which one did he save? Katuni? Well, he grabs what he thinks is his crystal. He brings it out and Yoda's like, oh, you got your crystal? Let's look at it. And it's ice. It melts. Um, so he has to go back and now he's like on a clock and he's not going to get it in time. And it, oh, no. And then it was Katuni who was trapped. And so he had to learn that, no, selflessness, you need to, even at risk of not finding your crystal, you need to go back and save your friend. Yeah. So there was that. Um, God, who else? Little baby Kit Fisto. What was his name? Um, Zach. Zat, correct. Uh, Zat uh, needed to trust in the Force. He's very, he's a techie kid. Yep. He had like a, a device that he was working on the whole time to detect the crystal. Which and didn't it wasn't work because there were crystals yeah. everywhere according to the thing. Right. So he had to put his toy down and trust in the Force to find his crystal that way. Uh, who else? Did we get everybody? Uh, Katuni, uh, she took a shortcut and she, she was the one that had to be saved by Petro. And well, she, no, she climbed the cliff, and then she took a shortcut back. Yeah. Uh, and then, it is uh, Ganodi, the Rodian, little Rodian girl. She, like, fell through a hole in the floor and into a room full of thousands of crystals. <laughs> oh. So she couldn't tell which which one it was. And so that was, and she was like, this is hopeless. So her lesson was hope. Um, so she had to, like, stop all of them. The solution was, would you just stop and meditate for a second? Yeah, basically. And trust in the force and reach out with the force and you'll find your fucking crystal. So, so yeah, we have courage, hope, patience, trust, confidence, and selflessness. These are all, um, the things that we, it's good to see the, the, the younglings being taught this. It's good to see that the Jedi still at least mouth these words from time to time. Right. Saying. Um, yeah. I mean, but this episode was pretty self-explanatory. Like, it wasn't. I mean, there's not a lot to discuss in terms of, like, no. themes and shit. They were just looking for their kyber crystals. Yeah, um, I mean, everybody does ultimately get their crystals, and everybody makes it out, and everybody learns their lessons. And, yeah. you know, we get we get points where, like, Yoda senses um, Petro being a selfish dick inside the cave, and you can see him just being, like, aw, disappointed yeah. and stuff. But, yeah, that's pretty much it, that everybody gets their crystals. It's really cute. I think this is a really fun episode for kids because, like, self-insert. Like, I could be those kids. I could I could exactly. go on a quest for my crystals. I could, I could get a fucking lightsaber and be awesome, and that's... I don't know. I feel like this is a really good palate cleanser for the Clone Wars show as a whole. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I, I do want to know, because uh, we skipped over it real quick. Um, when yeah. Petro comes out the first time, for some reason, the Jawa Convoy song from A New Hope plays. Really? Yeah. It's I like, didn't notice that. Yeah, it was huh. really random. I was like, why? Why? That's a kind of a throwback, but okay. Um, very odd. Very odd. But yeah, yeah. So the kids quickly find their well, they they find their crystals. It did feel like this episode was really short. I don't yeah, know it, why because it was so fun to watch. Yeah. So it just kind of it didn't slog through like all of the implications and the violence that we've been going through. So it was just fun. Like it was a fun little Jedi romp. And yeah. uh, how often do we get that in this kids show about? War. Jedi and the Clone <laughs> War and like it's a Star Wars kid show. We barely we don't often get episodes that are just fun. And this one's just fun. Alright, so shall we move on to the next episode then? Yes. Let's All do right. it. <laughs> the real episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're right. Like, I mean that last that last one was just a prologue to this one. Yeah. Um, we, we forgot to note, um, oh. these, uh, this is a, uh, these first two episodes are part of a four arc storyline and these it were the, ep- and these were the episodes that were previewed during celebration to preview season five. Oh yeah. That's cute. I had no idea. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, all four episodes in celebration or. Yeah. They, they showed all four. That's awesome. Yeah. This is a really, but also like, this is a really cool set of episodes to be like fun and hey and i also feel like it is lying to the audience know, at celebration right? we don't talk about, about what happens in the show at all <laughs> <laughs> it's certainly not a war i don't know where you get that idea it's just clone that's the name of the show it's clone star wars the clone <laughs> come on now okay anyway uh so the next episode is season five episode seven a test of strength the jedi fortune cookie is the young are often underestimated hondo (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh pirates oh no anyway do you have an intro ancient jedi tradition six younglings were sent to the secret caverns of ilum where they are tested by the gathering, an ancient Jedi ritual where the younglings must harvest a crystal around which they will construct their own lightsaber. Along the journey, they underwent great perils, hardest of which was to face themselves. Now, mm-hmm. having passed the test, they take their first steps into a larger world. Okay, so we are on a ship, and um, the first thing I noticed about the ship because we're in like a like a galley type room right first thing i noticed was the old republic symbol on the door mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you see that mm-hmm. this is an old ship uh i a, a friend has told me and perhaps charles can correct me when he hears this episode uh, yeah he will <laughs> um, i know right he always does um uh this ship is probably uh featured in uh the high republic era so mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm it's possible. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what's his name? Ooh, yeah, we'll meet him in a minute. Yeah, but, we'll meet him in a minute. Uh, there, there's somebody on the ship who says he's been on this ship for a thousand years. Professor Hui Yang. Hui. <laughs> Wang. Hui Wang. Yeah. We'll meet him in a second. But yeah, there, that's that's Old Republic symbols all over the ship. This is the Crucible. Did you want to talk about the Crucible now? Uh, yeah. Let's Do you have talk- any details on the Crucible? <laughs> Not a lot of details on the Crucible, other than this is a ship that's referenced a lot uh, through comic books and. You know, it's, it is referenced to the High Republic, as is the Professor, because it's mm-hmm. that fucking old. Um, and yeah, it's uh, that's that's basically it. it this is the uh, a training ship, a training vessel where mm-hmm. younglings can go to build their lightsabers, and also it's been known to store other 
particular Jedi artifacts such as holocrons and such. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a yeah. There, at, at certain times, this ship has some valuable shit on it. Yeah, and so that makes me wonder why there's not more anything Security? on board. Yeah, yeah like weapons of any kind or or security of any like there's literally Ahsoka, the children, and Professor Huang, who we'll meet in a minute, and that's it. Well, perhaps they think that their secret is safe about their location, which we're going or to talk. Perhaps, ab- we're going to t- talk about in a minute, but or, or perhaps the bloated hubris of the Jedi Order assumes that nobody would ever attack this ship. Why not both? <laughs> no los dos? Okay, so we are. We're, we see uh, the kids. They are training. Uh, they're hanging out. They're watching Petro train with the Zappy Ball thing mm-hmm. from A New Hope. Ah, uh, yep. And he does a fancy little maneuver, and he's like, I call that move the Whirlwind of Destiny. Would you like to know about the Whirlwind of Destiny? Yes. (laughs) This is a move that was actually created by a fan. Uh, Hasbro had a Join the Jedi contest leading up to Season Mm 5, and the winning entry was by a a young man by the name of Brendan Lake, uh, who got screen credit in the credits at the end of this episode for creating the Whirlwind of Destiny move. Um, because he created it, it got added and animated into the show, and I think that's awesome. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying I also entered this contest, even though I was like, <laughs> you know, 27 or 28, whatever it was. But I am going to say Brendan Lake's a dick. <laughs> oh. I'm kidding. In case Don't hate on an actual child who won the child's contest to be in the it's show about children. It's just a fucking twirl. You kidding me? It's the whirlwind of destiny. Put some respect on the name. The saber cleave is a cooler move. I'm just saying. The saber cleave. Can you can you describe for me in the audience the saber cleave? You know what? You're just making fun of me right now, and I don't appreciate it. I'm not. I'm so interested. You know what? If you don't feel like a description would be sufficient, you can always TikTok it. You have multiple lots lightsabers. You could demonstrate it. I hate you so much. I fucking hate you. I quit. I'm out. I- I love you, and I actually, I am intrigued by the saber cleave. (laughs) And I I applaud your gumption in entering (laughs) the contest. I just wanted to be special. You are so special. You're special to me. Okay, anyway. That's not enough. I know, I know. Okay, so anyway. (laughs) Ahsoka's like... All right, stop with the fucking training and stuff. Now is time. Put your crystals on the table. Now you're going to learn about how to make your lightsaber. And for that, you need to meet Professor Huang. I love him. I had forgotten that David Tennant is the voice of Professor Huang. Really? Even with all the filters and stuff, like the way he talked, I recognized him. Yeah, guys. Professor Huang, that's David Tennant. Are you sure? That's Crowley from Good Omens. That's Kilgrave from Jessica Jones. That's the 10th Doctor. That's David Tennant. And we love him. (laughs) Look, there's not a lot of people in this world that I know if I met them in person, I would dissolve into an unintelligible puddle of goo. And I I would lose my faculty of speech. And that person would be like, oh, this poor woman, did she have a stroke? Is that why she is like this? David Tennant is one of those people. Yeah. I love and the him. fact that he he get he get he got to play one of my favorite book characters of all time in Good Omens, ugh, right? Ugh. And he nailed it. <laughs> I, ju- <laughs> I know other things that he right? can nail, like my. B- 
You're doing that thing again where you make me have to censor you. Wait, wait. Is a bad word? <laughs> oh, damn it. Stop saying it. Fine. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, my God. This is a children's episode and a children's We're talking show. about David Tennant Stop. right now. I ain't talking about no, I ain't talking about no kids. Dude, okay, <laughs> him as Kilgrave. Uh, yeah. Um look, okay, everything about Kilgrave was super problematic and on Marvelous Divas we may end up having to talk about this show because we're still trying to figure out exactly how canon Jessica Jones is in the whole MCU. But uh if we had to talk about Kilgrave, I'm going to be insufferable. I know, right? Okay, anyway, so back to this show. Fuck. Huh. He, the kids are like, why? Because he's a droid. Uh, he's an architect droid. I'll go, I'll go this real, real quick. Right. Or, so his look and appearance is, is based on the robots from Metropolis. That old. I yeah. was wondering yeah, yeah. about that. He looks very throwback, like very old yeah, fashioned and, in comparison to exactly. other droids. Um, he was a model that was built back in the time of the old Republic. He's been, this particular droid been helping Jedi for over a thousand years building lightsabers. So when he says Many years I have been on this ship teaching many a Jedi before you and I will continue teaching many a Jedi after you. Call me what you want but inside my memory banks I contain a record of every lightsaber ever made and the Jedi who fashioned them. That is some very valuable information. Yeah, that shit's yeah. accurate. And he basically, he adorably, like, almost in the in the form of a Shakespearean soliloquy, delivers to them his resume. Yep. And I can't even do it justice. My notes, I was just like, I don't even know, man. He's so fucking charming. That's what, it literally says that in my notes. Um, but it's so cool yeah. when he just runs down everything he fucking knows. Yeah, um, the, uh, his uh, body is able to contain uh, kyber crystals within it to protect them. Uh, that'll come mm-hmm. up, mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and he's also he's also an excellent fighter, but unfortunately, um, you know, through the episode, he gets limbs <laughs> blown off, so he can't really demonstrate. <laughs> it gets harder and harder to fight. <laughs> like he's the security for the ship, and I feel like it's not a great idea to have the person who is the repository of all of your lightsaber knowledge of your order also be the security for the ship. Thanks, Jedi. Uh, so the first person that uh, Professor Huang talks to is Gungi. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, oh my god, a Wookiee! That doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> What's up? A no, Wookie. it hasn't happened for a couple hundred years because it, uh, uh, I have to assume that the professor helped bury, bury Aga with uh, his lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, so he... Uh, he's like Gungi, show me, show me your hands, okay. And I loved this moment where he's sort of guiding this uh, youngling through envisioning what your lightsaber looks like, not how you think it would look cool, but how it resonates with you and right. the force. And he says, "Concentrate. What will make you strong in battle and humble in retreat? What connects with your force?" And I thought that was really interesting because this is the first time. That I've heard somebody refer to not the Force and like a Jedi as as separate entities, but as there is a part of you that has the Force. That's your Force. Let's talk about that as part of who you are and your identity. Mm-hmm. And that I thought was really cool. When you when you build your lightsaber in Batu, they do the same thing. Like which which uh, oh, which no. which which pieces of model resonate with you, not what you think looks cool, but okay. what resonate with you. If I ever did that, 
if I ever in some imaginary future am able to go and do this experience at Batu, I'm going to be a blubbering mess. The first time I did it, I cried like a bitch. And there were a lot of kids like looking at me like, why is this grown ass man crying? And <laughs> that's just the way it is. Because I, I was tearing up watching this episode. Right? Just, oh, <laughs> what a lightsaber. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, so great. So meanwhile, <laughs> 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 um, I was surprised to see Hondo's UFO ship. Right? Like, right. Like, I thought that was out of commission, but apparently when he does really bad shit, he, this is the ship he's going to bust out. Well, and I think we've talked about this before because uh, they, they've gone to great lengths uh, to justify using a fucking flying saucer in Star Wars, um, which is to say that these are perfect. These are ideal pirate ships like the yacht that he rolled up on Onderon in is just a, his luxury, like bebopping around the galaxy ship. But if you're going to do pirate shit. You're going to do a pirate shit in one of these fucking flying saucers because apparently they're really good somehow, some way for being pirates. I don't know how. Yep. Uh, yeah. So Hondo is there. Um, he is on the hunt for kyber crystals because uh-huh. guess, guess what is basically priceless on the black market? Guess Second what's going to make him crystals. a fuck ton of money? Yep. So, so it was, this was funny because, uh, you know, partner, my partner who only knows Hondo from the Money and Falcon ride. Was and in uh, previous episodes that I've watched with him when I was doing you know the show, he was mm-hmm. he was taken aback that Honda would do something so bad, and I'm He's like a pirate. I'm like pirate, yeah, pirate. pirate. Honda is only um, loyal to himself, and see. So he, I guess I guess your partner wasn't around uh, when we were watching the uh, bounty hunters episode. Uh, no, <laughs> and Honda was extorting the the adorable little people who were just fucking farmers, right. So his Hondo is Rebels Hondo. Oh, that's adorable. Even Rebels Hondo is, you know, he's a scoundrel. Yeah, but you know, he loves Ezra so much. That's true. He does. Yeah. Okay, so uh, the thing is, Hondo is like, yeah, we're gonna attack the Jedi ship, and his crew is like, um, but what Jedi? I thought we weren't gonna fuck with Jedi anymore. Like, why do we? Why? And uh, Hondo's like, it's not Jedi. I have intelligence that says that it's just younglings. Mm-hmm. So we can take out younglings. That's not a problem. And he's <laughs> we like, can kill younglings. No big deal. Yeah. And he's like, focus on the kyber crystals. And he says, the price for just one would make a man rich. And we all know how much I like to be rich. Don't we? <laughs> I love Hondo. <laughs> uh, so his source? Yeah, who's his, who's his intelligence? Who's the source? Do we know? I had canoned. Well, oh, no, no, we don't. But I had canoned that I think, you know, Chancellor Palpatine. You may think have, he has any way of communicating with Hondo? I well, not Hondo directly. I think he may have um, released this information into specific back channels, and various criminal organizations, including Hondo's, could see it. You think Palpatine's after crystals? No, I think Palpatine's after fucking up the Jedi Order somewhere. Me, ¿Por qué no los dos? It could be both. Yeah. Okay. So, meanwhile, back on the ship, uh, the kids are trying to assemble their lightsabers. They've got, like, the pieces all floating in front of them to varying degrees of success. Petro, the little asshole child, rushes the job, <laughs> slaps it together, and Huang comes around and takes a look at it and is like, yeah, so this would blow up in your face because you reversed this piece right here. 
So um, try again try and again. maybe follow the fucking instructions this time. Hmm? Yeah, because you can't. Also, you can't use your hands when building lightsaber. You have to use the force, which I think is super cool. I do not. You do not do that in Bot Two. <laughs> you don't. You don't just use the force. No, you have to use your hands because I don't know if you Lame. know this, but I'm not actually a force user. So Lame. I know. I know. <laughs> anyway, right about then, the ship comes under attack. Yep. Da, 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 da. And this is when I realize, oh, wait, it really is only Ahsoka, six children, R2, and Huang on this ship. Yep. Oh, fuck. Uh, so the attack initially takes out the hyperdrive, and then the pirate, pirate's gonna pirate. Yep. Right? Um, did you notice, um, you know, when they, in most sci-fi shows where they have, like, pirates, and they usually have, like, that connector thingy that's gonna uh-huh. let them connect to the airlock and uh-huh. board the ship. I know where you're going, yeah. Uh-huh. Hondo's is really long. Yep. <laughs> and I feel like that is a structural weakness and uh and a strike against these ships as being effective pirate ships. But also I did not need an extended moment of animation of watching this <laughs> this thing sort of this erection emerge from the <laughs> ship. I didn't need that. I had my brain in a wholesome space. And then that happened. Yeah, me too. Oh, damn it. And I am not simping. Uh, for the record, y'all, I know I've been simping all for all kinds of crazy shit. I am we're not, not simping, simping for, for the a fucking saucer. UFO ship. Yeah, not, not, not happening. No. Anyway, so the pirates are boarding the ship. Huang tells the kids, uh, everybody give me your crystals. I will keep them safe. He's got like a little compartment in his chest for that. Petro fucking palms his crystal and doesn't hand it over. What a dick. But thankfully he did that. Asshole. Thankfully he did that. Yeah, I mean, it works out. But yeah. Um the Weequay are on board. The pirates are here. Oh, my God. Uh, the kids and Ahsoka and Huang, they all hide in the ventilation shafts. Yep. Um, and the kids are like, is this really happening or is this part of the training? And Ahsoka's like, get in the fucking ventilation shaft. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of your training now. <laughs> yep. This isn't fair. Uh, kids, I am Anakin Skywalker's Padawan. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, that is an issue that Ahsoka has throughout this episode. She's not used to having to explain her crazy ass Anakin Skywalker level plans to anyone. Right. Because people either go with it or just say, you know what? I don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you you do what you got to do. But the kids are like, explain every single step to me. Ugh. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, we we overhear the pirates. They're talking about uh, bringing the children to Hondo, dead or alive. Doesn't matter. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Goddamn. So what is the plan? Uh, so Ahsoka tells, uh, uh, Ahsoka tells uh, tells uh, Zat and Ganodi. Gen- Ganodi. To go to the cockpit to give R2 the heads up. Uh, the rest of the people, you go to the hold. I, am I being Ahsoka, mm-hmm. am going to go to engineering to reroute the power. And we're going to basically um, launch the thrusters so that um, the, sh- the ship, the connector between the two ships will break. Mm-hmm. And then the kids are like, holy shit, but that's going to allow all of the air out of the ship. And it's going right. to suck everything out. And Ahsoka's like, exactly. Right. The pirates will be sucked out. And they're like, but won't we be sucked out too? And she's like, no, because you're going to do what I told you and seal yourself in the cockpit and seal yourself in the hold. Yeah. Where you will have air and you will not be sucked out into the vacuum of space. God. (laughs) (laughs) And no matter what you do, do not let anybody see you, which of course means they're They're going to get seen. Yeah. (laughs) They're they're told, do not engage with the pirates. Absolutely not. Um, So then Hondo is boarding. 
After his initial boarding parties went on and searched the ship, he's walking on and he says, I smell profit. <laughs> so cute. And this, this is the point where I noticed Hondo's got a new character model this season. Yeah. He's got, they actually listed on StarWars.com the details that they've added. Um, he's got new goggles. They have like a, a more of a cat eye angle to them. Uh, the pattern of his coat is a little more intricate now. And he has way more bling. Yep. So much more bling. He's got like ribbons on his braids. He's got like a dozen rings on each hand. He's got a necklace. He's got a big shiny belt buckle. And he has a gold tooth. I love that. Business is good for Hondo. Business is yeah. good. Yeah. Business, war is good business. Yeah. If you can be a horrible person about it. Yeah. Which he is. So He is. <laughs> and I still love him. <laughs> right. And also all of the pirates on this ship are all wearing bits and pieces of clone armor. Yeah. I which means they've too. been looting battlefields. Mm-hmm. Yay. I love it. Yay. <laughs> they've been... They've been uh, I mean, look, we play D&D. We do the same yeah. shit. Like, oh, they're dead. Yeah. I, I rate the, I, I'm going to rate the corpses. But your party mate has zero hit points and they're dying. Yeah, I know. Just look at your pockets real quick. Yeah, spare the dying. He'll yeah. be fine. I'll get back to him in a second. Fuck. <laughs> I've got an hour now. Shit. Anyway, uh, so the crew, his crew, bless them, are stupid. Yep. And they couldn't find any of the kids. And Hondo's like, they're in, in the vents. <laughs> Almost instantly. Yes. <laughs> and he's like... Find the kids, bring them to me, kill anyone who gets in the way. And one of the pirates is like, but boss, they're just kids. Eh. <laughs> and Hondo's like, can I say priceless crystals a few more times? Right. <laughs> you understand why we're here? Fuck. Uh, so, yeah, they drop smoke bombs into the vents. Yeah, because they, they complain that they can't fit in the vents. And so he's like, right. smoke them out. Yeah. Yay. So that's great. <sighs> So there's a ticking clock, basically, for everybody who's still in the vents. Um, Gennady and Zach get to the cockpit, and oh no, there's a pirate! Yep, and R2 straight up murders him. <laughs> yeah, R2 goes into full battle mode. Like, he sees the kids struggling with him, and like, all of a sudden, bah! All of his little arms pop out! <laughs> and he and, goes, Wee! And lightning! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking stops the dude's heart, okay? Yeah. <laughs> they kick him out and seal the cockpit. Um, but the, all the other kids are with Huang and they get smoked out. Well, the kids get smoked out. Huang doesn't need to breathe, but they get smoked out of the vents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're, they, they are grabbed. Uh, you know, they, there's a little bit of back and forth. Pedro's like, I have a lightsaber. No, uh, and he ignites it knowing that it's broken, knowing that it's uh-huh. going to explode. And yep. he kind of taunts the pirate to grab it and use it, which the pirate does. It explodes and uh-huh. the kids are able to get away. Yes, but in in the process, because it is a big explosion, yeah. and the kids have to like take shelter back in the vent to not get blown up, and Huang throws himself in between the kids and the explosion, and it does damage Huang. So now he's limping. Yeah. Uh, and so they need to get to the fucking hold, where they can airtight so that the plan can happen, okay? Um, but they're like, you know what? No, we're going to fight. Uh, well, they are Jedi. They are Jedi. Yeah. God damn it. And like, honestly, Ahsoka, did you really think that they weren't going to do anything? Would you? Yeah. She would you known just better. do what you're told and go to the hold? Huh? No, you would not. Yep. But my favorite, because they're setting up a trap. They're setting up a trap in the training room where they were before of like all of the zappy balls all set at max. But they sent Biff to go run around in the halls and lure, <laughs> and lure them back. <laughs> like, oh, 
Poor Biff. Poor Biff, just scurrying down the halls. But he learned courage, and so now he's brave enough to do this, I Yay. guess. Um, so they they get into, they, they lure a bunch of pirates into the room, and then they, they call Zat, and they're like, close the door to the room and that's like the fuck and they're like just close it and he does and all <laughs> presumably the training balls murder the pirates yeah yeah or at least just zap them a lot i guess um we're gonna go with murder <laughs> yeah it's murder it's murder uh so they open another door and um there's all the other pirates with hondo with hondo yeah and Hondo threatens the lives of children a little bit here. Yeah, he says one of my favorite lines of this episode at this point mm. where he's like, My mood is based on profit. And today, I am in the mood for crystals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Ahsoka shows up as well uh, because Huang is like putting the kids behind him because we love Huang. Uh, and Ahsoka is there. And uh, she's like, the Jedi Council is not going to look kindly on this. And Honda's like, uh, that's only a problem if anybody's alive to tell the Council that this happened. Yeah. So anyway, Ahsoka fakes like she's got the crystals in her pocket. Mm-hmm. Because that's what Hondo is clearly here for. She ignites her sabers. Let's go. Have we? Has Hondo always had a Magna Guard staff? Uh, he did the last time he fought right, the Jedi. Right, right. <laughs> hit, hit on the, in the Bounty Hunters episode, where yeah. he fought Anakin, and yeah. then slight. Then just in the last couple episodes, he's selling weapons to Anakin. Oh, yeah. Oh, to be true neutral. I know, right? Uh, <laughs> This what is my other favorite, my other favorite line of this, this episode, uh, where Ahsoka says, "I don't want to hurt you, Hondo." I know, and, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Huang gets in a fight, uh, tangles with some other pirates, uh, one of whom cuts his head off, and then, but that doesn't do anything. Like his body keeps moving, yeah, and his and his head from the floor is bitching at this pirate, saying, "How dare you!" I've lived on this ship a thousand years and never lost a fight. And it's just like, and, what is yeah, happening? He gets both of his arms blown off, too. And but then still kicks the pirates' he, he ass. Karate kicks the pirates, yeah. <laughs> so good. Uh, so the kids and Huang all manage to get to the hold. They pick up the pieces of Huang. And they, all, <laughs> they get to the hole. Uh, they all get to the hold. Uh, Ahsoka is keeping Hondo busy in the hallways, and she tells the kids to fire up the engines. And they're like, no, you're not safe. And she's like, just fucking do it. Uh, so they do. Yeah. They fire the engines and the, uh, phallus that is connecting the two ships snaps. Uh, pirates are getting sucked out of the ship. Most of them are getting sucked down the tube back to their own ship, but not all of them. <laughs> one gets, yeah, one gets thrown into the void of space and dies Yikes. instantly. Yeah. 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 That happens. Um, and Ahsoka is like, she's also floating in the air, but she's a Jedi. And so she's like juggling pirates and making sure that they all get jettisoned back to their own ship mm-hmm. she's like sending them down the the phallus back to their own ship uh she is fighting hondo in midair hondo is surprisingly good in a fight oh yeah we well we, we talked about that how he held his own against anakin which is no easy feat yeah like even with a magna guard staff like yeah. that's a hell of a thing good yeah. job good yeah. job i love, I love um him. and uh she god is this where she tells the kids like while she's she gets hondo back into his little back towards his ship and then she tells the kids to jump to hyperspace yeah she tells the kids to jump to hyperspace and then right after that uh she sees another pirate coming towards her Uh uh-huh and she gets uh, slammed in into him and she goes down the phallus as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the ship the 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 crucible goes in the hyperspace leaving ahsoka behind 
on the pirate ship. On the pirate ship. Blah, 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 blah. Oh no. Oh no. Um so they get they finish their hyperspace jump. The kids are like, "Yay! Okay, Zat's going to fix Huang cuz he's in pieces." Um and they start radioing radioing around the ship looking for Padawan Tano and they can't find her. And they realize that she's been she's on the other ship. She has been left behind. And now we have a scene which now that we've left the children behind, okay, they're on a completely different ship. Uh, now we have Hondo. Um, and you know. <sighs> yeah, I know where you're going. I always love Hondo. I always think Hondo is a, is a hottie McHotter to delightful man. But when he's on angry pirate mode. It's fucking hot. <laughs> it's fucking hot. <laughs> I cannot behave myself on this one. Yeah, Hondo straight up had a pirate hit Ahsoka in the head to knock her incapacitated. And he gets all dark and uh, broody. broody, And he says something like, Since you lost me so much profit, I am left with no choice but to turn you into profit. And then he he takes her chin, and did you see him rub a thumb across her unconscious lips? Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not, supposed to be I'm supposed to be upset I, and mad at Hondo, but I'm not. <laughs> I'm supposed to be an empowered feminist who would never ever condone anyone having physical contact with an unconscious woman ever. But have you ever wanted to be a unconscious woman so bad? Not unconscious, <laughs> not unconscious. But oh, I wouldn't okay. mind a little Hondo Onaka thumb action. I'm just saying <laughs> that skin's got texture. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uncut, you know, all over. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. Yeah, this that's is the, the first. Episode. This, is, <laughs> this is the first two episodes in uh in this arc we will of course be getting to the other two episodes later but that's it we are set up with uh younglings adrift in space in a partially damaged ship with a very damaged uh robot yep ancient robot supposed to be their guardian now i guess <laughs> yeah and their babysitter because wow is ahsoka having the worst time this is very we're calling this episode adventures in babysitting poor ahsoka uh <laughs> Their babysitter is now captive by pirates who presumably will remain respectful of her uh, while they hold her hostage and are most likely going to ransom her off to, I don't know, whoever wants to buy her. Yeah. 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 We'll see. Maybe she'll get ransomed back to the Jedi. Maybe the Sith will find her. We'll find out. Will be a bidding war. We will find out next time do we have anything else for these two episodes no (laughs) the kids were cute hondo made it really hard to behave myself i know and thank you uh thank you uh animators for making him so delicious (laughs) (laughs) thank you jim cummings for serious yeah yeah that voice is ridiculoso it's insane i just and do you have to be so fucking charismatic i (sighs) just it's not fair Life he's always the most fun character in any episode he's in. Always. Agreed. Well, I, like, I, have, I mean, all my favorite quotes are like literally everything Hondo says. Yeah, everything. That's that's every time Hondo's in an episode. All of my favorite quotes of the episode came out of his mouth. Mm-hmm. He's just a goddamn delight. Okay, so next time we will be talking about the the rest of this arc, which is season five, episode eight, Bound for Rescue, and episode nine, A Necessary Bond. We're already in episode nine. 
Or, yeah. God damn. I know. We are, but don't worry. We, this is a twenty-episode season. We still got plenty. Of, <laughs> I, I know, but we're so going through. To go. I mean, just feels. Like, I, and I know we skipped another episode because chronological order. What? Um, right. Yeah, but, but that's later. But God, we're going through this quickly. Yeah, I know. I know. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's for next time. All uh, right. Do we have anything? Do we have anything else for today? Uh, we do not. But um, yeah, no, not, nothing else. No, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I feel like this was this went by really fast. Yeah. Uh, do you want to like chit chat for another half an hour just to fill it out and, <laughs> and overwhelm Thanks. my editing cap- capacity? Um, well, you know, just a quick reminder, y'all. I am. This is my last uh, Dark Side Divas episode of my thirties. <laughs> so you know, while Steph is uh, painfully editing um, this episode this weekend, I will be at Disneyland. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out. Uh, those, those of you who, because um, you're going to be hearing this on Monday. So uh, if you are following us on TikTok, you have already seen my self-pitying stay-at-home blues editing the podcast while Chris is at fucking Disney TikToks. Should so. I should I TikTok live you? And, <sighs> you know, I make mean... You, you know, make yeah. you watch. Obviously. <laughs> we'll talk about what times of the day I am awake because I do have mandatory nap time every day because, you know. Absolute. Chronic fatigue. Anyway, anyway. Okay, so are we ready to outro this show? We are ready to outro. Fantastic. Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate that. If you would like to hang out with us in between episodes, you absolutely uh, can and should. We are fun. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok as at Darkside Divas. You can also find our podcast on pretty much any popular podcast platform. Uh, if it has and even some system, random, random obscure ones I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. We're everywhere. We're all over the place now. Um, if, if, if the platform you use has a rating system, please leave us the highest possible review ever. And if you have, <laughs> you, if you use a platform like Apple podcasts, you can also write us a review. If you leave us a five star review, we'll even read that shit on the air. Even if we that sure review will. is super insulting, which we actually like, which uh, nobody's done. I am upset that nobody has taken us up on that offer. I know. I, I am a little, annoyed. it's almost like they understand that we're trying to trick them into leaving us a five star rating because it's the rating <laughs> that gooses the algorithm, not the content of the review. Right. Also, y'all we have a youtube channel that you can subscribe to every other week we do divas unleashed which is where because mm-hmm. we get questions all the time from listeners and we answer them on that show and we also do some special stuff uh we just talked about um some interesting star wars stuff like what if qui-gon jinn was still alive uh right. so definitely check that out but we also include marvel stuff because it's for both of our podcasts it is true it's true okay is that it that's it all right okay so then i guess we can say um bye guys bye bye